you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. hi there great to be back with you again this week i'm so excited because i've been having a series of guests on and that is always so invigorating sometimes it gets lonely just talking to myself in my little stone cottage out here so i'm really pumped that we have another guest today we have shannon major on the show she is an alumna of the academy and i'm so excited to have her on because she's going to tell you about her journey which i feel is very inspiring and filled with twists and turns so welcome shannon Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, you know, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and then we'll dig deeper. So my name is Shannon. I um, currently live in New Jersey with my fiance, my two cats. So we're having fun. It's like a little family here. And I'm currently a designer. I'm a former teacher um, and I'm just in, enjoying uh, where, where my new career path has, has taken me. Well, so when exactly did you start the Academy? So I started the Academy um, in April of 2021. So at the time I was still a teacher. Uh, so I was just kind of doing it in, in my free time. And, uh, you know, two years later, I um, am a full-time designer. Well, that's really exciting. It's a pretty fast trajectory, it seems, to totally change your life and career path around in two short years. But tell me, yeah. you know, you were a teacher. What kind of inspired you to enroll in the academy or what made you want to make that shift? So um, as a teacher, I, I went to school for teaching. Um, so I, you know, believed that was going to be my forever career, um, as a lot of teachers do, I think. Um but it ended up being um, just something that was not sustainable for me. Um, you know, the hours are really long. I mean, I, I could go on a soapbox about how important teaching is and how hard the job is. Um, but um, at the end of the day, it, it really just ended up not being um, sustainable in terms of work-life balance, my mental, physical health. So I just started looking at new career paths um, during the pandemic. So you knew you wanted to try something new. You knew that maybe education wasn't a forever fit, but what made you choose interior design? So I've always been interested in interior design. Um, I knew 
um, you know, I liked designing my own home. Um, I took a course in high school that I really, really loved. And then I just ended up not choosing that path when I went to college. Um, so it was only always kind of on my short list of at least hobbies. Um, so when I was looking for a new career that, um, I explored that a little bit. Um, and before I found the Academy, it, I thought it really wasn't possible. It seemed like I could maybe get a job at, you know, a furniture store or something like that, but that was about as far as I could go. Um, so, um, when I found the Academy, it just seemed like maybe a door was opening that I didn't think, you know, was really possible. So, um, when I found out that it could potentially be a career choice, um, that's, um, that's when I feel like I realized that that was my, that was my number one, number one choice. Um, You kind of ruled it out because you didn't want to go back to school or didn't want to be in an in-depth program. Exactly. And we're considering other things. What other things were you considering just out of curiosity? Um, So it's kind of funny. A lot of them kind of um, involved interior design, I think. Um, I was looking at, you know, retail stores um, or furniture stores um, where I could, you know, potentially design the front of shop windows or things like that. Um, And then other careers were just education based. um, And I wasn't exactly too passionate about that. But again, I thought that's, you know, how, what I went to school for. Um, That was my expertise. So um, that's, that's what I was looking into. Got it. Got it. And so you decided to take the academy, decided to dive in. And um, how was that process for you? How long did it take you to complete it? How did it feel? Was it a steep climb? So um, I know, I think I think it's um, tracked out. You could take 10 weeks to complete it. Um, I, like I said, I was working as a teacher at the time, so I took a little longer to complete it. Um, I There were times where I had to stop myself because I found it extremely interesting. You know, it was my passion. So um, I would want to, you know, watch six videos in a row, but I couldn't do that um, for, you know, many different reasons. Um, So it took me, I would say, maybe about four months or, you know, maybe six months. Um, And the process, it didn't seem because I'm very interested in it. It didn't didn't seem too daunting. It was what I looked forward to every day. while I was still, while I was still teaching. Some people are wondering, like, what is it going to be like to actually take a course? You know, is it going to be consuming like when I was in university? Am I going to feel confident by the time I complete the course that I can, you know, have professional tools and talk Mm -hmm. in a professional manner without going to a robust university course, you know? So these are all things that people doubt that they'll be able to do without a big degree. But, you know, in my experience, people who've even gone to school can't do those things with a degree. So, you know, I created this program to give people those tools, but I want to make sure it's actually, you know, what what it's built for. Right. And I think um, definitely on the other side of it now, it, it is totally possible. I feel very confident as a designer now having you know, pretty much only my only formal training was the academy. Um, and I think it's similar to any career, um, you know, even with teaching, I went to school, you know, you learn how to teach and then it's a whole different ballgame getting up in front of students. So um, at the end of the day, I think any career until you're, you know, in front of a client or in front of a customer or anything, um, a room full of children, you're not going to exactly know how it goes. But if you have the right tools, 
um, you know, it's kind of like ripping off the bandaid and you learn as you go. Um, but I definitely think um, the academy took me as far as I needed to go in terms of the tools and the language I needed to use with clients and, um, you know, the technicalities that I needed to know or the technical um, specifications um, to feel confident once I was um, actually designing for for real live clients. Now, let's talk about that because, you know, you mentioned that you took the Academy almost exactly two years ago right now. And when did you start taking real life clients? What did that look like? You know, let's hear about your design career now and sort of how that came to be. Mm-hmm. So um, started the Academy in, in April 2021. And then um, I um, was offered a job at your firm um, in April of 2022. So about a year later, um, I took a a client before that kind of informally um, using, you know, the systems that I had learned in the academy. And I was actually pretty surprised how confident I felt doing that. Um, So that that kind of made me confident enough to apply to a design firm. So after you took that sort of initial client, you felt confident enough not only to take them, but then to apply when you saw that we were looking and that you were in our area. But what have you been doing since then? Because you've been working for us exactly a year. Mm-hmm. Um, April seems to be a big month for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've been working for us exactly a year. So what does life look like now that you are a designer, now that you're regularly taking clients? Um, tell us more about your day-to-day. Yeah. So um, depending on the day, if I have a client, um, you know, that I need to travel to to take an initial meeting with them. Um, I will travel usually into New York City. I would say most of our clients are are there. Um, so you know, depending on the package that they get, I spend a few hours with them, measuring their space, um, getting to know their style, um, and then um, I come home and I work um, remotely a lot of the time. So it just feels it feels like a different world that I'm living from a few years ago. Um, I have a lot of flexibility. Um, you know, I make my own schedule to, you know, um, to a certain extent. Um, and I work during the hours that I feel most productive. I think that's been a huge shift for me with this flexibility. Um, I was not a morning person as a teacher, so that was pretty, um, you know, rough. It could have been, it, could be pretty rough with the schedule. So now um, I feel so much better working every day, um, not only because of what I'm doing, but um, I have the flexibility to work, you know, at night when I feel most productive. Um, And um, that's, I think that's been a huge shift, just the overall flexibility and freedom I have to um, do, you know, what I want to do and when, when I want to do it. Well, and I'll put a quick asterisk here because uh, not everybody that joins the Academy is going to work for my firm, Uploft Interior Design. In fact, it's super rare. Right. Uh, you applied because you saw that we were hiring for designers in this area. You happen to live in this area. And I'd seen you go through the Academy. So I knew that you were diligent. I knew that you were eager. We'd had coaching calls together. So I was able to sort of glimpse the work that you'd been doing. And um, I already knew that you knew the tools I teach all my designers, whether they've been to school or not, because you've taken this program, which is exactly what we use internally. Mm-hmm. 
So you went through the same sort of application process that anyone would in terms of getting interviewed and getting trained and all of that. But uh, I just want to put that asterisk in because it's not an outcome that everyone should expect. Uh, if you live in the New York City area and we happen to be hiring and you've taken the academy, it certainly gives you a leg up to apply because I know you already speak my language and use the tools that we use. And so that's why it was just a perfect fit for perfect timing. You'd already completed the program, et cetera. So I just want to put that out there. But yeah, you know, the thing that I want to get across to people is that you really can have the flexibility and sort of live the life of your dreams, whether you're working for my firm or working for yourself. You choose Mm -hmm. when you take clients. Um, You know, my daughter has some kind of planting Earth Day thing coming up and I will be there. I will, you know, make the time, carve it out. I went on Monday to a school field trip and we went on a hike and all these things and and you can make it happen. I know Shannon's been to like six weddings this year or something. <laughs> um, and she's been yeah, yeah. And she's been able to go to all of them because you just block it off on your calendar. So whether you're working for somebody else, which you know, question mark can be flexible or not, but certainly if you're working for yourself or working for a firm like mine, you can really make it your own. I am also not a morning person. And until you mentioned that, I never thought that there would be teachers who weren't morning people. <laughs> I thought you just kind of went to school to learn how to do that part too. Have you guys wake up like what, four, five to commute? Yeah. And then, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I thought about doing that um, Teach for America. Do you remember that? Like you didn't yes. have to go to school. You could actually like teach in the inner city for a couple of years and then go to school at night and kind of earn a degree. And I was tempted by that because I wanted to make a big difference in people's lives in New York City. And then I saw the hours and I was like, I'm it's not going to program at 4 a.m. to go to the Bronx <laughs> yes. to teach starting at 7 a.m. No, 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 no. Uh, so I would say that the hours were a huge deterrent. Based on the academy, what was the most valuable thing you think you took away from that? Or, you know, what's been the nugget that stuck with you? So, um, that's, that's tough to pick out. I think the most valuable thing I took away from it, um, was kind of the toolbox of, um, guidelines, I guess is the good word for it, that make designing kind of less of a, a mystery to, to me or to anyone. Um, I Before I was in the academy, I knew I liked design and, you know, I thought I, you know, was good at it, but I didn't really know exactly how to make everything look, you know, the way I wanted to make it look. Um, and the academy really took the mystery out of that by, um, you know, providing a very specific set of guidelines. Um, and there's wiggle, it's not, you know, hard and fast rules all the time. I think standard sizing is, but, um, there, there is wiggle room for creativity, of course, since, you know, it's a creative field. Um, but the guidelines were super helpful for me in terms of my confidence as a designer that I'm not just, you know, saying, Oh, I have an eye for this. I think this dining table will fit or, you know, literally fit and stylistically fit in your space. Um, so in front of clients, that that was really valuable um, because if they wanted something and I knew it wasn't possible um, or I knew it wouldn't wouldn't look good for these very specific reasons, um, I had the language and the, the 
the knowledge to to tell them that um, and vice versa. A lot of clients come to us. They they do, you know, enjoy design. They do want to be a part of that process. But they say, you know, I'm not quite I'm never quite sure how to, you know, uh, make it look like a finished product or make it look um, like a complete space. And I think um, we, you know, we have the tools to kind of take it to the next step um, or take it to the next level and and really, um, you know, design design a room that um, is feels complete, and, um, you know, both stylistically and, you know, proportionally. Um, and the, the Academy really, really helped take the, the mystery out of that. Well, definitely. And I think when working with clients, one of the most challenging things is when they do have an eye for design. And maybe they already have a fabulous space. I can think of a number of times when I've walked into a client's space and I'm like, you don't need my help. This looks pretty great. But they've already paid. And obviously, it's not right for them, right? There are things that are missing or they want to pull it together or they want those finishing touches. So even myself, I go back to those rules like – um, in the book, we have this special chapter that's all about sort of what is missing in a room and the elements you should be looking for, whether it's mm-hmm. a bit of black or something shiny or some kind of texture. So we create that checklist, which is, again, just one of those tools. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, beautifying your home for less, styling your home, and the fundamentals of feng shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Now, as a teacher, I consider myself a teacher since I teach the academy. Uh, I have a question for you and you can be fully honest. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that I think is unique about the Academy that's different from other programs is that I really want you guys to use the videos, the printouts, the different things that are contained in the Academy as an ongoing research library. Like you don't have to memorize it in six months because you won't have access anymore. So would you say either now or in your kind of journey the past year as a designer that you reference the tools time and again, or do you think you were able to sort of memorize them and just move forward? Um, I truly use them every day. They're pulled up on my computer right now. Um, I, uh, no exaggeration reference a lot of the handouts every single day. Um, less so some of the standard sizing where now, um, you know, having take, you know, taken several clients and just understand, uh, you know, memorizing them through that. Um, 
I, I don't reference some of, you know, some of those things that I've, I've memorized, but, you know, um, different things like um, paint color go-tos and paint finishes for different rooms and things like that. I, I still truly reference every day just, um, and that's a confidence boost too. Like, I think, I think I know, um, you know, what paint finish should go in this room or, you know, different things, but I can check it against the handout and, and know that I'm making the right choice. Um, and it's just, it's, it's quick too, you know, uh, different little things that maybe I would have to, I, I feel like I would have to go on a design form and ask or something like that. They're kind of just right at my fingertips. So, um, I, I just keep them open on my desktop and it makes designing, you know, that much easier. So they're very helpful. <laughs> oh, good. Well, yeah. you, you didn't have to say that. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> no, memorized everything. But I did want this program to be different in the fact that it's not a temporary fix. This should be that sort of place you can go back to time and time again. And for me, I use my textbook, um, the Affordable Interior Design book. I still go back to that when I forget my favorite gray paint. Like every now and again, I'm just like, oh my gosh, what was that pink paint that I really like? <laughs> so I still go back there too. Um, I just think that that's an important piece of any program is that you would be able to leave with something or to re-reference like how to measure a window. There's a lot mm -hmm. of technical things that you might not be able to master in one pass or one video, but the ability to keep that and have lifetime access, I think, is one of the real benefits, uh, something that's different that I personally use even myself. Uh so, you know, a lot of our listeners are hearing your episode, and I think you heard about the Academy from the podcast, as I recall. Mm -hmm. So they might be afraid to leave their day job or take the plunge or take a completely different career path because, you know, they've either invested a lot in their previous education or they just don't see a path forward with something like this. What advice would you give them? Well, I would say it is very scary, but it is possible. Um, and especially if you are in a situation like I was where I truly like wasn't happy in my career, I don't think, you know, there's anything to lose in that situation. If you're doing something you love, um, it's, it's going to make your every day that much better. Um, and I think um, first of all, the Academy, you can do it while you're still at your daytime job, which is what I did. So I think that makes it a little less scary. You know, you don't have to quit your job and then take the Academy and, you know, then tr start a new career right away. Um, so that helped me transition into a new career. I was still, you know, making money in my old career and, and, um, taking the academy. At, and then by the end, I felt so confident that I was, you know, entirely ready to start my own business before, you know, I, I noticed that you were hiring. Um, so I really just think that um, it, it is possible to do something in a non um, or start a new career in a non-traditional way. I think um, especially people maybe from, from my generation where we're taught that, you know, there's one pathway to, 
take, uh, you know, start a career and that's to go to college for that one thing and then and then do that career for the rest of your life. And while that that's all well and good and it works for a lot of people, um, it's not the only way. And there are there are options out there for you to for you to, you know, change what you want to do. And I truly think, you know, it's it's for me, it's it's changed my entire life. So I think it's worth it. <laughs> and what are the positive changes that you've seen? So for me, um, it was like at a very base level, I'm 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 happy doing what I do day to day. And that wasn't the case for me in my old career. Um, the flexibility, I know I talked a little bit about that before, but the flexibility has also added to my happiness. Um, I feel just a lot more freedom in my my everyday to get things done that I need to get done. Um while also, you know, doing what I love in, in the times that I, that I have. Um, other positive changes. Um, I think it's just given me, um, a lot of confidence. This is not something that I ever thought would be possible. I think I kind of thought I, I sealed my fate with, you know, what I went to school with, but, um, it made me realize that, in, in any career you're you're trained for, there are transferable skills um, in, in, in anything that you do. I, I used to think that teaching was such a specific skill set, but, you know, as a teacher, I was also, um, you know, I, I learned how to be um, a communicator, um, a consultant, so many different things that I think that um, people maybe... Uh, you know, you might think that you have this one very specific skill set with any career, but the transferable skills, you have more than you think. Um, so it's it's really given me the confidence to think, you know, I could do a lot of different things. And I, I do have a lot of skills um, beyond ones that are, you know, specifically for teachers or specifically for designers. Um, so in, in that's been, I think, a, a big positive change in my life, just the, the overall confidence in, in what, what I know that I can do. Well, and I think that's the great thing about the interior design field, because you use a lot of different skills in terms of people skills, in terms of math, in terms of art. So you really need to be sort of a well-rounded person to be an mm -hmm. interior designer, in my opinion. A lot of you guys know from listening to the podcast that I was in the food service industry. I was a waitress and then a bartender, and people are thinking like, what applicable skills are those, right? But I can sum someone up in an instant. I can read their emotional availability. People would come to the bar and I could tell if they'd had a really bad day or if they wanted to talk or if they just wanted a beer and a shot and for me to leave them alone. <laughs> and that was a really lucrative skill because then they would tip me more because I was sort of giving them the emotional space or the emotional support that they needed. And that was immediately transferable to my design clients. Like I'm meeting somebody for the first time. They're typically in emotional distress. Nobody calls me because they're having a good day. They call me because there's problems. They're ashamed of their space. They have so much clutter and they just don't see a way out. And uh, I can meet them where they are emotionally. So that's my sort of bartending parlay. But what are some immediate skills that you saw as an educator? Because I definitely saw them when you were in training and now taking clients. So I'm just curious to see what you feel has been directly applicable. Communicating directly, I think, has been has been helpful. Um, 
I know how to interact with, you know, several different types of people. I, I know how to interact with people who are upset. Um, you know, you know, we've had parents that have been upset. Um, I've no, I've, I, I'm not afraid to really, um, say, say things directly. And I think that applies to design more than I, more than I thought it would, because people, you know, have obviously very grand ideas for, for a space and some are possible and some are not. So I think it's helpful um, to be able to, you know, very speak very directly and frankly, and back it up with, you know, evidence, like this is why we can't do that. We can't, you know, have a nine foot dining table and in, in this studio apartment or something. Um, so that's been helpful. Um, I think being very flexible um, as a teacher, it's almost comical how flexible you have to be. You know, you can have a whole lesson planned and then there's a fire drill that you didn't know about. And, um, you know, the smart board doesn't work and you have to change your whole entire day. Um, so I think the flexibility has helped me um, as well. I don't always fully, you know, before I get to a client, understand what they want or what style they want. So I really have to kind of think on my feet. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been super helpful. Um, there are probably, probably more, but yeah, those are the top two that come to mind, I guess. One one of the main things that I saw right away that not everybody feels comfortable with is just that you felt really comfortable presenting in front of them. You know, mm -hmm. because you have to be the expert. And when you're a new designer, you may not feel like the expert. Or, you know, you might have to later reference worksheets at night after you leave the client and may not have that answer on the spot. But the fact that you always had that sort of professional presentation is something that, you know, I feel I got not through educating, but through an acting background. Mm -hmm. But I just think that it's so helpful uh, in inspiring confidence. And so that's another skill that I saw right away, just to thank let you know, one that you didn't mention. There we go. And I think, thank you. I appreciate that. I think, I think clients appreciate that too. Um, there have been times where I've wavered or, you know, have said, oh, um, you know, we could do this or we could do this. Like, what, you know, what do you think? And, and a, a lot of clients will back off and say, you know, I hired you to be the expert. I need you to, you know, make a, make a decision. So, um, that, that has been, that has been helpful. I think people really, um, they might call, I think a lot of clients call because of indecision. So being confident in your decision as you're presenting, um, I think is, is very reassuring for clients. So that, that has been helpful for sure. Well, and not to say one thing I want to say, cause a lot of new designers think that they have to have all the answers. Right. And that's absolutely not the case. Sometimes, very rarely, after thousands of spaces and 17 years, but sometimes <laughs> even I get stumped in a space or with a client and I say, you know what, I'm going to have to explore some possibilities and get back to you. Definitely. Or I'm going to have to review this and think a little bit harder about what might be the right solution. But the thing is, if you can even say that with confidence, knowing that you have the worksheets or the videos at home, knowing that if you take enough pictures and take enough measurements on site, you'll be able to find the answer whether it's in the Facebook community at the Academy or whether it's through the support of people that you're working with. Um, you know, as long as you can convey that in a professional way, it can still inspire confidence. Nobody expects you to have all the answers. And mm -hmm. sometimes when we're feeling unconfident or when we're in a new role, we feel like we have 
to have all the answers in order to appear professional, but that's absolutely not the case. Right. In fact, sometimes I think jumping to an answer too quickly can ultimately um, bite you in the butt as you go back later and say, you know what? I found a better solution. I wish I would have thought that through a little bit. So don't be daunted out there, guys, if you worry that it would take you forever to kind of have that confidence. As long as you say, you know what? I'm not sure. As long as you say that with confidence, you're right. going to be just fine. Definitely. I think there definitely have been those situations. Um, yeah. Confidence and just being candid, being honest, um, I think all kind of reassure, reassure people. And um, exactly. I, that, that has come up a lot and it's interesting because it's um, as teachers were also told to do that, like with, with children as well, um, because it's better, you know, to be honest with a child and say, actually, I don't, I don't know the answer to that math problem. Like, let me solve it right now. <laughs> um, but, and that can, e that can be even a little bit harder saying it to a child versus an adult, but um, yeah, definitely a good skill set to have. And just overall, um, you know, honesty, I think helps, helps the client build trust with you as well. Definitely. Well, Shannon, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. I feel like this is a full circle moment. You heard <laughs> about the Academy on the podcast maybe about two years ago and totally transformed your life in just one year because I hired you one year ago. <laughs> and I think that's really inspiring and cool personally. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me. It's been, it's been fun. Well, of course. So tell people where they can find you, where they can learn more about you. Um, so um, I am on uploft.com. Um, so affordable interior design and modern interior design are both, um, you know, companies under the Uploft umbrella. Um, so I have um, profiles on both of those, those company sites. So you can see some of my work on there um, and just, you know, learn a little bit more about me. Wonderful. Well, thanks for being on the show and I'm excited to continue to work with you in the future. You're doing great. I have been very impressed and uh, you have a great educational foundation. I don't know where you got your degree, your certification, but I'm super impressed. Oh, wait, you got at the Academy. You were totally ready to take clients and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. So, of course. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. And we'll be talking to you again next week. Bye. asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out. 
follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.